It's 25 past 12. I'm joined uh, in the studio um, uh, by Bill Harris from the uh, Otago University um, Politics Department. Good afternoon, Bill. Afternoon, George. Um, so there's... Uh, Sur- Syria is, I, I guess, in, in, in the news again um, with a Turkish, Turkish incursion into Afrin. Uh, and this is in uh, Syria's uh, north, uh, northwest, I guess. And this is kind of, um, you know, a, a, a fairly big event, I, th- I think you'd say. And um, there, there, I, I guess you could talk us through their uh, Turkey's um, their motivations and, and, their, and their reason for this this incursion. Well, Afrin is one of three cantons. Uh, across northern uh, Syria, Kurdish cantons that are run by a party called the Democratic Union Party, which is an offshoot of the of the PKK, the Kurdistan Workers Party, which of course for decades has been running uh, various stages of rebellion against the Turkish state. Uh, so in the Turkish view you have uh, this PYD party in northern Syria running a large section of northern Syria Mm. of which Afrin is one component uh, that is uh, not just linked but organically uh, involved with the PKK uh, which in the Turkish view of course uh, is a terrorist organization that threatens the territorial integrity of the Turkish state and uh, and the Turks are I'm putting this from the Turkish viewpoint, the Turks are very concerned about a large hunk of northern Syria being mm-hmm. a base area and providing strategic depth for the PKK within Turkey and that's why the Turks refer to this as an existential matter as, right. as, and it, as far as they're concerned. It's com- complicated further by the fact that you know the, the, the US uh, is a backer of the of of the Kurds in northern Syria, or at least the, the part of the, yeah, the Kurdish that in the fight well against have, ISIS. That may well have triggered, in time terms, it's the U.S. Uh, expressing its interest in creating a thirty thousand uh, person strong border defence force out of hmm. largely out of Kurdish units in northern Syria, meaning the Democratic Union Party's military wing. Uh, that would, in, as the Americans put it, guard uh, the borders against any new infiltration by ISIS. Yeah. Uh, the Turks, of course, see this and have said so uh, as the Americans getting involved in the post-ISIS phase in creating what the Turks view as a terrorist army right. along the border. And that seems to have been, in time terms, what's... Uh, Certainly that's the Turkish claim which has precipitated them to take this move in Afrin, which has been on the drawing boards for some time. Okay. Uh, Afrin, as you correctly pointed out, is in the northwest corner of Syria, uh, and the Turks were always very concerned that the um, PYD cantons further east would link up across the Euphrates towards Afrin, Mm. Uh, and then there would be pressure for an access to the Mediterranean, uh, and the Turks simply don't are totally, obviously, totally opposed to things developing in that direction. Uh, and the Turks also say that all these PYD-controlled areas uh, involve 
the Americans having supplied weapons, of course, further east. The Turks are very scared uh, mm. that these weapons will cross the border into Turkey itself. Uh, that that this whole show is is literally a PKK directed thing. Right. Uh, I just meaning meaning from the mm. Kurdish rebels within Turkey itself. Yeah. Uh, I just want to re- remind our listeners two things that um. These these US backed Kurdish units um, took Raqqa recently, which is yeah. the the ISIS capital. Um, and um, I've forgotten what the second thing I was going to say, but I I, I guess the other implication is um, well that one the US hasn't well that's right that Turkey is a NATO member, um, and even with that um we still see these proxy forces of of allied countries um fighting each other and i guess um the us applied some sort of pressure against turkey's move but turkey wouldn't wouldn't have any of it or well the us i mean this is this is this is very curious and it relates to the vacuum we have in american policy making and american strategy that what you've got in northeastern syria which is where the americans are and the main body of the PYD, the Kurdish, uh, Syrian Kurdish uh, armed units are. Uh, and the Americans, of course, have found these people to be a, a very effective ground force against ISIS. Uh, and as you correctly say, they went into Raqqa. Mm. Uh, one of the things they did in Raqqa, actually, as soon as they went in, was to unfurl a huge portrait of Abdullah Erdogan, <laughs> uh, who's the head of the PKK, and of course the Turks picked that, up, picked that up instantaneously and said, look what we've got here, it's all, uh, now, now everybody can see who, who, who's, really, mm. who's really in command of the show. But the Americans are attached to these people, uh, they've been loyal. Uh, they've provided these people with weapons. The the actually what what has happened is that uh, another organisation was formed under American, uh, I don't quite say direction, but strong American influence called the Syrian Democratic Forces, uh, which basically means the armed Kurdish units of the of the Democratic Union Party. Uh, being supplemented by various Arab and tri- Arab tribal uh, and other ethnic elements from northeastern Syria mm-hmm. to make to make a, a force that is by majority Kurdish, but which has a has an Arab tribal veneer of of, a, of additional units, um, and this is the so-called what people would have seen the acronym used as the SDF. Yeah. Uh, which is a which is which has provided the Americans with sort of a fig leaf to say this is not an entirely Kurdish operation. This is tribal yeah, Sunni yeah. Sunni <laughs> Arabs from the from the neighbourhood as well. Of course, yeah. the Turks the Turks are not interested in hearing any of that, obviously. Um, but the Americans are, are have, have been scratching their heads recently about what happens after ISIS, mm. and basically the American military under James Mattis has been left to uh, make a holding operation into the future. There is no re- there's no real strategic direction from Washington as to what the United States envisages down the track in Syria mm. uh, and what sort of relationship for these northern Syrian Kurds with its Turkish ally are envisaged yeah. 
envisaged and on the track. There just hasn't been anything evolved in strategic terms by the Americans to answer these issues. Of course, other people involved in Syria do have their answers. The Russians and the Iranians yeah, well, have quite clear concepts as to what sort of Syria they want to see, which basically involves a perpetuation of, well, this of is, Bashar al-Assad, etc. This is another curious element of the <coughs> Turkish um, incursion to Afrin. Because we have the, um, the, the 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 Russian um, variable to kind of take into account, and there is news that maybe Russia even gave the go-ahead to for Turkey to you know um, do its thing here in northwestern Syria, which is which is interesting given that the Syrian regime has has been up in arms. Um, Syrian regime being uh, allied with Russia. So what, yeah, what's going on there? All that's reasonably easily explained. Uh, Turkey in the last nine months or so has been part of a trio which also involves Russia and Iran. You've got Russia, Iran and Turkey involved in running their own sort of peace, peace plan momentum for Syria, but without a common view. I mean, the Tur obviously the Russians and Iranians want to perpetuate this present regime. The Turks hope but by joining uh, Russia and Iran and thereby producing the rebels uh, at Russia's conferences and that sort of thing, uh, that the Russians down the track will have to relent on Bashar staying in power because Erdogan is absolutely insistent. Mm. He hates Bashar uh, and wants to see him go. And that's that's a point of friction in this in this triangle of of, of Russia, Iran, and and Turkey. Uh, but nonetheless, the Turks need permission from the Russians, or feel they do, to exert their air force uh, on any scale or or at all, in fact. Uh, and so and so there has obviously had to had to be coordination between Turkey and Russia in the lead-up and people are wondering what the content of the deal uh, would be here. I suspect that a large part, it's not really a deal, to some, to some degree it's not really a deal, it's a Russian hope that if they sort of give Turkey a bit of a present that the rift between Turkey and the United States will widen further mm. uh, and the Russians will draw the Turks more towards them uh, by allowing, by by give by giving a say so, should right. I say, to this Afrin yeah. uh, operation. Um, of course, in the Turks are being quite sensitive here about what they need to do with the Russians, because probably in straight power terms, the Turks could have gone on their bombing runs, etc., and the Russians wouldn't have wouldn't have interfered at that point. The Turks have quite a formidable uh, air force. Mm. Um, but the, the Turks have obviously done some sort of arrangement with the Russians. They hotly deny that this involves uh, allowing Russia, the regime, and the Iranian-backed militias to, to uh, roll up part of Idlib, the Idlib province, which is to the south of Afrin. We haven't really got yet to the what 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 is the Turkish strategy here? Yeah, yeah, I mean... Uh, because it's getting into it. Just, I mean... It, <laughs> If you know what I mean, what does what does it look like on on the ground in terms of of Turkey uh, kind of taking Afrin? I mean, how big is Afrin, and then you know where do they go from there? I mean, well, what we've what we've got here is not just not just as Afrin a uh, an important base area for the um, 
for the PYD's militia mm. that's linked up with the PKK, etc. But it separates two areas that Turkey is very interested in along the border. Uh, to its east, you have an area which the Turks did their last operation in about a year ago uh, and carved out a, an area of northern Syria up north of Aleppo. Um, which has Turkish oversight and uh, Syrian rebel forces linked with Turkey are providing the major security there at the moment. And then going westwards you have Efrin itself in the northwest corner of Syria and that separates that, that Turkish area I just, that Turkish uh, overseen area that I've just mentioned from another area called Idlib, uh, Idlib province which is the major Syrian rebel bastion, the major survival, surviving Syrian rebel bastion, uh, in which you have a whole collection of rebel forces uh, and a lot of refugees from other parts of Syria, between, maybe between one and two million. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Turks are obviously desperate to, that these people don't cross the border and add, add right. the three million Syrians they've already got. So the Turks are very interested in this Idlib area uh, as a potential base area for a long-term rebel presence uh, which will provide the Turks with leverage uh, in what happens to Syria down the track and particularly leverage with their Russian and Iranian partners because this, isn't, this is not a love fest of the, th of the three of them. Mm. Uh, so, that, so the Turks would like, it's obviously Efrain allows them to link up in a continuous and a continuous border strip, you might say. A and Turks, I understand, are talking about a depth of 30 kilometers along the whole of the strip. And they also have an interest further east as well, towards the Euphrates River, where there's a place called Munbij. Yeah. And the Turks would like to add that to this border, this border strip, which would extend from the Euphrates, north of Aleppo, northwest corner of, of Syria, and then down into southwards into into Idlib uh, to create quite a quite a substantial area. Mm. The question is whether <coughs> whether the Russians are on board for that. Right. We don't. We well, just don't know. We we also don't know if there aren't if there isn't some sort of Russian interest that the regime would collect bits around the edges north of Aleppo out of this. But the Afrin this Afrin area has a finger that. A, that cuts across the north of Aleppo pointing eastwards and and I haven't heard anything but it may be that the that the Russians would have an interest in the Syrian regime taking well, taking a bit of that because it's just it's just north of Aleppo. Manbij has huge international implications doesn't it there are American forces right there yep. and so then would have this awkward situation of of Turkish um, so well, that brings us up to the Euphrates and mm. what lies east of the Euphrates, which is the main American PYD, etc. area. Uh, and it may be, I mean, the Americans have said, oh, well, Efrain is not really part of our area of interest. Our, our interest is simply watching for ISIS, stopping right. ISIS re-infiltrating, and we've got these nice allies of ours, these Syrian Kurds of the PYD. Uh, whoever, whatever their other connections are, mm. uh, they, they've been good with us. Yeah. Um, but the, the problem here is that the PYD in northeastern Syria, where the Americans are, may get quite jittery as this Afrin thing continues. 
and may try to send people westwards uh, to join the fight against the Turks. And of course the Syrian regime may allow uh, such a movement as right. part of its own stirring. Yeah. Uh, and then so so people turn up from further eastwards in Syria. And Erdogan, Erdogan, Turkish President Erdogan, has already said that his ultimate interest is to roll up the whole, what he terms the whole terrorist corridor mm. uh, across northern Syria all the way to the Iraqi border. And that definitely impinges on where the Americans are yeah. and what the Americans' relations are. So, so that's, it's possible. It's possible you could get Turkish interest in doing something military east of the Euphrates if they feel people are coming from east of the Euphrates to go against them in Afrin, mm. and that potentially raises uh, the 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 issue of Turkey doing bombing or something in an area where the Americans are, uh, which, I mean, this this whole thing gets very fraught. Yeah. Uh, just at, at that point, and that's between that's but this is, as you point correctly pointed out, between two NATO allies. Yeah, and the Russians, the Russians, the Syrian regime, and the Iranians will be watching all this, laughing. You <laughs> can imagine. Uh, um, just just to finish, this is I guess this is all happening because of a of a um, kind of the, the the supposed eradication of ISIS and people kind of setting up their chess pieces for a, a post ISIS Syria. I mean. It, j I mean, it's it's kind of another part of Syria, but how is the fight against ISIS going? Is well, it we're not we're not quite post ISIS yet. Uh, there's still a fight going on at the down on the Iraqi Syrian border uh, in the Euphrates Valley. Hmm. Uh, ISIS is not quite wiped out there. ISIS probably has stocked away little caches of weaponry all over the place from the enormous amount of material it collected three years ago. Both, both American and Russian stuff from overrunning Iraqi and Syrian army bases. Yeah, uh, and um, so so there's still there's still a scene with ISIS going on in the far eastern part of of Syria, and there's also a contingent of ISIS on the fringes of Idlib, in northwestern Syria, uh, where ISIS is carved out in in the in the sort of fracture between the, the regime which is running, the Syrian regime is running an offensive in eastern Idlib against Jabhat and Nusra, mm -hmm. which has acquired new names, <laughs> uh, and various other um, rebel, rebel elements. And the regime has managed to push forward quite a bit there. Uh, but lo and behold, ISIS has popped up in that area as well. So ISIS is not finished. Mm. I mean, uh, we have no idea really where Baghdadi is. Mm -hmm. um, and these, these cross currents in Syria among these various external forces open up, source, open up all sorts of cracks and crevices uh, in which these people can, can resurface. It's doubtful that they can resurface as a really major component of events in Syria, but they can certainly resurface as a as a as a as a severe irritant and and uh, dubious element. Yeah, and which again raises all sorts of questions also about who they're connecting up with, and whose convenience is served by <laughs> some sort of re resurfacing to a degree of ISIS here and there. 
there's also a, a small ISIS enclave way down in the south on the in the intersection between the Jordanian border and the Golan Heights front with Israel, etc. There's a little ISIS, there's a little ISIS pocket that's sitting down there as well. So these these people are still there. Mm. Uh, they've been smashed up and and largely reduced, but they can still they 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 can still appear. Uh, here and there. Okay, we'll have um, to we'll have to leave it there, Bill. But um, cheers cheers for your insight on this. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, George. Have a great day. It's uh, quarter two.